our next segment, we're happy to have with us uh, Deacon Bill White, and he is going to talk to us about the uh, an annual pilgrimage, pilgrimage, excuse me, to Black Elk Peak on June 26. And uh, uh, Deacon, welcome to the show. Good morning, and, and thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we're happy to have you, and we're happy. We're looking forward to, to learning about uh, the, the 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 pilgrimage to Black Elk Peak. Now, am I correct that that's what was formerly known as Harney Peak? Uh, yes, you're you're correct. That's you know? the that's the highest point in South Dakota. Am I correct? Yeah, I believe it's the highest point from here to the Rocky Mountains. Okay, well, I've expended my entire knowledge of South Dakota <laughs> geography there, so we're going to turn the rest of this segment over to you. Well, good. Um, yeah, this is our fourth annual um, pilgrimage to Black Elk Peak. Um, of course, we never had it last year due to the pandemic, but um, we're excited to have it again this year. Um, we're going to celebrate Mass at the bottom, down by the Sylvan Lake entrance, and then we'll proceed up to the top of the hill at your own pace, um, saying prayers throughout, you know, communication prayer and, and other prayers we're going to say throughout the way. And then on top, we usually wait for a while and gather up there, and then we say a prayer on top, and then everybody descends back down. And for, for a light lunch and um, some refreshments before they, they travel home. Okay, I know I've been to Sylvan Lake at the bottom of the the, the path up to the top of uh, the peak there, and it's a absolutely gorgeous area, so I mean... Anybody, uh, you know, just for the scenery, <laughs> they should take uh, take part in this in this pilgrimage. Now, uh, Deacon, in your interview, we, we we didn't give you much of one there. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, uh, where you're, uh, uh, you know, where you're working, and uh, what what is your capacity with the Black Elk uh, pilgrimage? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm a, a deacon, the reservation deacon, I guess. Um, I'm the only active deacon down here on the Pine Ridge Reservation. I work um, for Red Cloud Holy Rosary Parish, and we consist of 10 churches down here. And I'm right now I'm kind of the parish coordinator at Christ the King in, in Porcupine. And I was ordained on October 8th to the Diocese of Rapid City by um, Bishop Peter. And um, for for the cause itself, I'm I'm the local postulator. I kind of coordinate and um, gather information and the efforts of of making um, Nicholas Blackout become a saint. Right. Yeah. When you're it's, talking when when you're talking about the, the pro, uh, postulator for the cause, it's the cause of the canonization for Black Elk, right? Yes, Nicholas Black Elk, Nicol- who's a servant of God right now. Right. So, the package is, is in Rome right now, and they're, they're they started to review it. They did um they did ask for some further information, and they did so. It is moving in Rome, so that's kind of exciting. Well, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, a little bit about Black Elk? You know, how is it that he became uh, servant of God, and you know, a little bit of his history? Yeah, he was um he was born in the mid eighteen sixties. And um, for the first part of his life, he was um, he was a spiritual leader among the Lakota people. And um, you know, after um, after 
they were put we were put on the reservation and stuff and and he came in contact with some Jesuit priests down here and he um was baptized in the early 1900s at um, Holy Rosary Mission and later on years later he became um kind of like I am a pastoral coordinator and he's um He's contributed to bringing over 400 people to the Catholic faith, Native Americans, not just here, but he traveled, you know, in the early 1900s, he traveled probably the five-state region down here, and he just had a, a zeal for the gospel, you know, I mean, the gospel drew him in, and um, and he, he wanted to spread the word of, of Jesus Christ among the Native American people. And he served the church for over 30 years, and it has to be similar to what I'm doing now. So you're kind of walking in his shoes, probably on the same territory. Am I correct on that one? In the same, I wouldn't say walking in his shoes, but um, I mean, it's, I'm definitely in the same area. Oh, we're all on the same path to sainthood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, Well, That's what we... We hope in the end we live for Deacon. Deacon, I w- I'm wondering for those in our listening audience who who don't know what the process of canonization is, or like how someone becomes formally a saint recognized by the church. Um, what does that What does that process entail? And then, where is Servant of God Nicholas Black Elk in that process? Okay. Um, first is um, you know that someone expresses a a sense of holiness in his life. And in this case, it was his family who presented a petition of over 1,200 signatures to, to Bishop Groose at that time, was our bishop. And he accepted it, and he took it to the, um, the Congregation of Cardinals in, in the United States, and they all voted for it, positively voted for it, for it to proceed. So then we collected Presidio, a position paper on on his life and um and presented it to Rome and they review it and go through it and then after that he um if they approve it then he becomes venerable and at that time we start praying and looking for miracles that in fact show that he is in heaven and after we um receive two miracles down here, then he'll be ten nights to sing. And in the process right now, like I said, his package is in Rome being reviewed. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll find out your word within the next six months, I'm thinking. On, um, when did the process begin, Deacon? Yeah, I don't have my notes right with me, but it's... Um, I believe it was, yeah, it was um, June of 2017. Okay. Okay, so that's only, you know, I guess in church time, that's quite recently. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, um, St. Terry, I think, took 112 years. Wow. We're hoping this process moves a little quicker, and (laughs) and we pray that, um, that the church does see him as among the company of saints in heaven. You know, we got we got to start uh, getting uh, our listeners out there praying to him for miracles. Yes, yes. 
yeah, yeah, that's that definitely everybody needs to pray with him. And there, there have been um, some miracles come forward, you know, whether or not they're um, they're miracles indeed, you know, but whether or not we can attribute them solely to, to Nicholas yet to be seen. Are you, has to be a clear-cut miracle. And, are, are you picking up any interest outside of the church um, on this effort? I mean, it, it's... Uh, I would think it would be something that uh, for the people in general of South Dakota would there'd be a certain excitement about the the prospect of having their own uh, you know saint. saint. Yeah, you know there is, and Bishop Bruce he came out with it right away and said this is not a native thing. You know, this is a, a church thing. This is this is our faith. You know, I mean, so it wasn't just for the native people. He'll be a saint for all, and and one of the visions he has was that we must all live together, and what a powerful statement that is in itself, especially now, you know, as divided as, as we are. I mean, we must all live together and come together, even though we're um, different colors, different shapes. Deacon, I, I'm wondering, uh, in in terms of, you, you mentioned that this is the fourth annual pilgrimage. Um when 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 we go on pilgrimage, a lot of times we think of like long trips or uh, doing something in a very intentional way during a specific day. Um, what has that looked like uh, over these last four years as you do this pilgrimage to the peak? It just um, you know, I think every year we move closer and closer to to hopefully um our end goal. You know, and it just just seems to gain momentum every year that we do this. Have the crowds been getting larger? Yeah, it, it seems like we have a lot more interest this year. Well, there's some um, interviews and a sign of that. And, um, you know, I received a lot of calls this past week. And um, so I, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, a lot of people show up and, and celebrate Mass yeah. with us. For for organization. Yeah, for those who want to participate, uh, is there any registration, or do they just show up uh, at the 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 area around Sylvan Lake and they'll see signs to where to go and? Yeah, they just show up at Sylvan Lake, and then there's signs that that go to the top. If you can't make mass, um, just um, join us throughout the day and just come and walk it. You know. It's, mm-hmm. The parking up there is real, very sparse anyway. So I mean, if if you're going to get there, you should probably arrive early. So is is the procession? Is there a procession to the top, or is kind of is the pilgrimage uh, kind of the for the individuals when they arrive there to just walk up to uh, you know the top of the of the the peak? Yeah, it's, it's, there won't be a procession because of the individuals, I guess ability or capability you know so it's a self-paced um prayer journey and then there's i mean there's, um, there's there's young people that that gone in the past and there's people in their <clears throat> almost in their 80s that that made it to the top and then there's a uh is there mass celebrated at at the peak nope at um yeah, I was going to joke and say that Mass will be at 10 o'clock on top, but, you know, it's, 
It's going to be at the bottom of the at the starting point at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock prior to because some people won't be able to make the journey because it is a journey, and I should remind everybody if they are going to go, they should bring sturdy shoes and them. Is there is there any other celebration beyond uh, the mass? Is there going to be like a meal or uh, you know a speaker or anything like that? Um, no, we'll have um, we'll have mass, and then yeah, there'll be a light lunch afterwards. You know, and it'll be open for people at various times when they get down there. They can um, grab some refreshments before they leave, and they don't necessarily have to wait for everybody, everyone to return. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so it's, you know, it, it can be a family event, it sounds like. Yes, it can. I mean, beautiful places, as you pointed out, and the view up there on top is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Deacon, I, I want to know, um, so what I have in front of me is that it's uh, it's on Saturday, June 26th. That's this Saturday. It starts at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, sounds like we're starting with uh, with Mass at the bottom of the peak, and then it's uh, at your own pace after lunch, making the way up to the peak. Um, what other what other details can you provide for us about what the day is going to look like? Well, it looks like the weather is going to be um, fairly mild, so it will be a good day to make the prayer walk up there and... Um, you know, and, and there'll be people um, from all over every um, throughout the diocese and, and further that are, are planning to attend. Yeah. I have some people from Minnesota saying that they're thinking about coming out yeah. for it. So. Yeah. So, so can you talk a little bit about the, the beauty and the meaning behind this pilgrimage? I know that, you know... Uh, in, in Western Christianity, we all kind of have an idea of pilgrimage, but is there anything additional uh, coming out of the Native American culture, uh, uh, you know, pertaining to pilgrimages that might even add something else to this one in particular? Yeah, there's, um, you know, there's a, there's a picture of him praying with his pipe, and he prayed with his pipe um, throughout his life as well as with the rosary. I mean, there's pictures of him holding both, and there's a, a picture of him up, up on top of Harney Peak um, later in his life where he actually prayed from on top of the, the peak. And it, I think that's kind of touching, too, that you pray where where he prayed. So, and then you walk where he walks, and hopefully, um, like you said, we all come to sainthood. Can you explain? Can you explain the symbolism of the pipe? The pipe is is a, is a form of um the form of prayer. I mean, it's a tool to pray to get you closer to pull you to God. It was given by the by Buffalo Calf Woman um, to the people to help pray. And um, yeah, I. I, I really am, don't know it that well, so I oh, wouldn't oh, want to offend yeah. anyone. Well, I think it's interesting though because you know, uh, you know, the uh, the pipe is something that we we don't necessarily associate as a religious symbol, but it seems like this one is kind of uh, kind of crossed that uh, uh, that divide, if you will, or uh, uh, crossed that path. So 
it, it does have significant religious uh, symbolism, you know, for us and for yeah. you know uh, Nicholas Black Elk. And it's yeah, it's beautiful to me that there are you know there's so many different walks of life and different cultures and different traditions within the universal church. I think that's a that's a really powerful point to make. That yeah, this uh, this servant of God, Nicholas Black Elk, uh, is praying praying with his pipe, and that's something that's very very spiritual and very beautiful. Um, is this, this has to be, I, I can't think off the top of my head of, of very many saints from South Dakota. Is this something that's, uh, that's, that's going to be one of South Dakota's first or the diocese's first? Um, yeah, for sure. It's South Dakota's first, um, and it's the third, um, the third Native American counting on Juan Diego. Mm. I think it's probably the first saint from the entire upper Midwest. That's so cool. <laughs> I can't think of <laughs> yeah, I can't think of many. No. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and, go ahead, Deacon. Yeah, there there's some books out that was written by um Father Stelton Camp. He served down at um Holy Rosary Mission and Holy Man Mystique and some medicine man. And it's a very good book and explains his life. And there's there's also a documentary out on the Sacred Red Road, and you can watch that through the Diocese of Rapid City, and, and you get some groundwork on him, on Nicholas and his life and his, his journey. Could could you say the name of that documentary uh, again? Uh, uh, the the uh, reception wasn't that good, at least not through my headset. Um, the Sacred Red Road. The Sacred Red Rose? Road. Road, okay. Road. Sacred Red Road, and that's a documentary about Nicholas Black Elk. Yes, and you can find it on the website of um, the Diocese of Rapid City website. Okay, the Diocese of Rapid City website. Um, so for those of us who want to uh, to get involved uh, in in Nicholas Black Elk's canonization process, uh, who who do we contact? Uh, what what website should we go to to learn more about uh, about this wonderful servant of God? The, the Diocese of Rapid City is a, is a good starting point, and um, the Red Cloud School website also has um, some information on it as well. And both those um, both are good starting points. My- if if you want any further information. Um, you can give me a call at 605-867-1614. My guess is if you were to Google uh, pilgrimage at Black Elk Peak or even just Black Elk canonization, those would be, you would probably come up with some sources of information as well. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of things out there that um, that pertain to to Black Elk, and it's building momentum. So, okay. Well, we can we, we can hope that it uh, continues to build uh, more and more momentum, and eventually, uh, the you know reaching the final goal, which is his canonization. But I would uh, uh, anticipate that the pilgrimages uh, will continue even after his canonization. Except, uh, you know, you, you'll have a a, a different uh, a different approach. You'll you'll be praying directly to uh, uh, Nicholas Black Elk as a saint, 
rather than yeah. rather than praying for his canonization. Mm. You know, I don't I don't want I don't want people to have the uh, the the uh, the the impression that uh, there's an end game here necessarily. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, I mean, his um, message in the dream that he had, he was taken up on top of in this dream. He was taken on top of um, making a vows, is what they called it back then. Even before Harney Peak, it was um, making a vows, and he was taken up on top of that. And that's where he was presented that dream, looking down amongst everyone, seeing all different shapes and and sizes that we must all live together. So that's another significant point of of um, Black Elk Peak. Okay. Well, Deacon, um, thank you for being with us today. We're we're come we're the the, the the time is not our friend, and we we've come to the end of this segment. But we certainly want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about uh, Nicholas Black Elk and his road to canonization and the the pilgrimage uh, in his honor. And uh, uh, we hope to be uh, talking to somebody down the and maybe even yourself in the not too distant future about uh, his anticipated canonization. So, Deacon, thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Deacon. And from- yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me the time and the opportunity. Okay, thank you once again. And now we go to our technical director preview of the next show with our very own Therese. Yeah, thank you, Jack. So I just wanted to let everyone know that on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer are your hosts coming to you live from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Call in with your questions during Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. And then Dr. Chris Bergwald will talk about why St. John the Baptist is important for today's Catholics. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Uh, No, we don't have anything else to say, Therese. Why don't you just keep on going a little bit longer? Yeah, well, this has been a a wonderful show. What a lot of fun that we had today. This was was great. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I I can kind of tell by the way you're bouncing up and down in the chair that you are living the dream, just like me. It's either that or the coffee. I don't know. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I I really enjoy working with you, Jack, and it's been been fun to get to, to learn some things this morning. I sure did. I know our listening audience probably did, too. That was... Pretty cool. South Dakota's first saint. How about that? I, I think that's phenomenal. I, I think that's really neat. That is just so cool. You know, that is so cool. Can we claim him in Fargo, too? Like, is he close enough by proximity to Rapid City that we can claim him? Uh, I, I'm curious. Sure. Well, we'll share <laughs> we'll share Peggy Lee with them. How is that? Maybe that, that's not much of a trade. We'll have to throw in Lawrence Welk and a few others yep. as well. There we go. Yeah, there we go. I think Love that. In order to qualify, you know, to to achieve a saint, you got to have a little bit more horsepower behind your uh, your celebrity. I think. <laughs> well, thanks again for having me, Jack. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, and thank you to all of our listeners for uh, for tuning in today, and uh, tune in for Real Presence Live every morning at nine until eleven. Have a good day. This God. has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.